Hello, 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 hello. Is anybody out there? How you doing, Chris? I'm doing good. Uh, I'm doing all right. That was a nice tip of the hat to what we're going to talk about today. I hope that so. That was obviously a little <laughs> bit of a riff to um, Pink Floyd, right? Yes. A little callback so, to, the, yeah. to the masters of the wall. Yes. But I think that was, yeah, that was, yeah, that's the beginning of Comfortably Numb, right? Yeah. Uh, I believe so. So um, what are we talking about today then? Pink Floyd? Uh, my, no, we're not doing a deep dive into the production of Pink Floyd, although that would probably be a really awesome episode. Um, that would be really interesting, at least yeah, to me. Yeah, I think so. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about delay. Yeah. The use of delay. De- delay and echo and all the, the all the different words we have for that. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And we're also and, trying um, something slightly new today. We are. Should we... No. Clue people in on it? Do they <laughs> we'll care? clue them no. in later. <laughs> we'll okay. talk about Let's it after sure it's it already been done. Make sure it's worked. Yeah, make yeah, sure yeah. it works. Yeah. Abs- yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. So um, how's your week going first before we dive in? Actually, you know what we should say? We're not taping this on Christmas, but this will be released on Christmas Day. So Merry Christmas, Jody. Yes. Merry Christmas to you, Chris. And Merry Christmas to everyone out there in Inside the Recording Studio land. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. Probably not on Christmas Day, but at least if, around the Christmas yeah, time, if, if you're listening to it. If then. you are. If you are listening on Christmas Day, you are hardcore and you're our kind of people. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Do like it. Do appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. How's your week going so far? Everything ready for the holidays? You're getting psyched about taking some time off perhaps or what are you doing? Every gift that I had uh, got for family has Arrived mm-hmm. except one. So I'm thinking that one gift will end up being a card that says, this gift is coming. <laughs> so okay. <laughs> aside from that, everything else is going pretty good. I'm I'm getting kind of ready to do nothing for at least a couple of days. <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to try to unplug for a better part of a week here. It's been a minute since I took some time off. So Minutes. I'm, yeah, I'm going to recharge the batteries a little bit, spend more time with the family type of thing, and then get ready to, to ramp it up again. Good. As it were. Good, good, yeah, good, good, I, good. I think so. It's it's hard to take time off sometimes. But yes, this but is not about time off. This is about delays. So let's do a, a really unsmooth transition and bring it back <laughs> on topic. <laughs> I guess it depends on how you set your delay as to whether or not it's smooth or not. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, brief history of delay, perhaps, is in order. Okay. So, can, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, how in in the in the music realm or the recording <laughs> realm, what, what was what was the brief? Because you know, we talked about this before we started taping, and it's like we could get super really nerdy. nerdy and talk about yeah, because it but, started uh, with radio we, broadcasting, but we're, we won't go quite that far back. Well, I guess we'll, we'll yeah. kick it off. So initially tape is the medium that was the first methodology for delays in recordings. And right. uh, it was a matter of taking the tape unit that they were recording on 
and recording through the record head and also getting an, uh, a second uh, a variance of sound coming through the playback head at the same time. And because of the distance of the playback head from the record head and the speed of the tape as they were recording on it would get them a certain distance in time. And that was roughly between, from what I understand, about 150 to 200 milliseconds. In time. Right. And that was for the initial sort of like slap echo, correct? Yeah. So the, the yeah. very early days of de, of delay use was slapback mm -hmm. style delays. And it became right. very prominent for obviously rockability type sounds. But uh, in a little history dive of things, Sun Records was most notable for making use of this kind of slap back delay. That was like their big signature sound back then in the day. So hmm. uh, the very early designs were most mostly tape machines from the copycat spelled C-O-P-I-C-A-T and the Echoplex, which is considered a very sought after unit if you can actually get one. So, yeah. So those were the yeah. two so like biggies in the early days. There were a few other styles of, of, of delay that obviously didn't really take hold, like the oil can delay, <laughs> which is kind of strange, yeah. and the Benson delay, and also the bucket brigade device type of delay, yeah. which was uh, kind of like, I guess, a not really digital, but a precursor to digital. Anyway, uh, but we're yeah. starting off our little thing with talking about tape delays because that's how it started out using tape yeah, and there was a delay between the record head and the playback head and somebody figured out how to make use of that and use it as a way to modify sound. Yeah. Make it sound nice and different and all this kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, it is obviously very, we all know what it sounds like. You know, some people refer to it just as echo, but, but it is delay. We're delaying the signal and it's a sound that we all know what it sounds like and, and how it can add space or just effects to whatever it is that we're doing. So um, today, obviously we have not only digital delays, but we also have a lot of uh, digital emulations of, of, of old classic machines, hardware yes. boxes. Yeah, so different, but we're not going to go in so much to that. But but I, I suppose it would suffice to say that all of these different types of delays will have a slightly different sound. And just like when we talked about, you know, a couple episodes back about reverbs, it's different flavors and it is just whatever suits what you're trying to do, trying to get that sound, I suppose. Sure. Well, it, it, yeah. in terms of the delay thing, it, it it comes down to what you want that delay signal to kind of sound like. And tape has yep. a certain quality to its delay functionality and digital is can emulate the tape if you're doing the, quote, as you said, uh, emulation of classic hardware, but also the digital, which is essentially you take the exact copy <laughs> – <laughs> yeah. into yeah, yeah, memory yeah. or RAM or uh, samples or however you want to do it digitally speaking. And then you can either alter it in some way, shape or form before you spit it back out, or you just give it a slightly lower volume or more volume or less volume. And you just push it back out the exact same way. So that's the, mm -hmm. the beauty of digital is it's very, very um, 
sound accurate, I guess would be the same way or the the way to say it, sound accurate of your original source. Yeah. Whereas tape is always going to color it no matter what happens. Right. And it can do so obviously in very pleasing ways if that's what we're going for. <laughs> yes. Right? So, yeah. Yeah. So um, moving on to sort of general thing here, when we're talking about delays, whether it's in hardware form or in these days, more often than not, perhaps in, in software form or even, you know, stomp boxes for guitar players, this kind of thing. Yep. Um, but what kind of controls do we generally have, Jody? Maybe we should go over that real quick. Well, the, the most obvious control, especially in modern technology terms, and whether it's a stomp box or a plug-in or, well, you'd probably you still have it on the hardware, but they generally aren't as precise. And that is delay time or temp, you know, the type, yeah. how long you're going to delay the signal for. And yeah. generally speaking, they'll do it in one of two ways, especially digitally. And that is they'll either sync it to the tempo that you've set your DAW session to, or mm -hmm. you can sync it via the amount of milliseconds. So, yeah. Um, generally speaking, if you had tempo sync is going to work in such a way that, uh, it automatically calculates the milliseconds for you. So you don't have to have like some sort of millisecond chart next to you for the tempo that you're playing at. Right. Yeah. And, and just, I think we've, we've alluded to this in, in more in older episodes and things, but just the formula for that, if somebody is curious is to just take 60 and divide it by the BPM. Uh, and that, yes. that will give you a millisecond value and that would be the quarter note. And then you'll just take it from there. Um, but as you mentioned also, there are lots of like charts and things online that, that you can just look up with, with the amount of delay time and what it is. But, but that, that's the formula. Correcto. Yes. Then usually, and, uh, uh, mm -hmm. once you've got your delay time set, you get the number of repeats you want, which they normally call feedback. Feedback. Yes. You know, yes. Yeah. So that could obviously be going longer, fewer. Like you said, in slap, it would generally just be one repeat. That, yes. That would kind of coming back at you. And, but, you know, in the case of uh, hello, 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 it, it's a few more. Multiple. Right? Yeah. That's a, and yeah. they also have a fading volume as it goes out. So. Yeah, and uh, you can even do, I mean, that that's, you know, the old effect that some guitar players do in their delay boxes. Like if you keep the feedback long enough, sometimes it get, the delay can even start to sort of self-oscillate, like when it just kind of feeds back into itself and, and the loop. But, but when we're talking about strict repeats, that's just how many echoes essentially that, that you want to have. Um, and that's something that can be, you know, you're probably best off listening to the song and the tempo, how much space you have, or just if you have a value, I want this to repeat X amount of times, you can do that. But but listening to the uh, the tempo of the song or the production can help greatly with that as well, obviously. Yes. Yes. And then um, there's a... You know, there's a term for, for this as well. Like sometimes we call it a ping pong delay, where each repeat will bounce left and right or right and left. It would just go back and forth. But but some controls besides that, 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 that tends to be more an on or off thing, right? You either have a ping ponging or not. But sometimes you even have a uh, control of the stereo width 
of the repeats, how wide that delay is going to be. Obviously working only in, in stereo, right? But uh, So that's another control. And lastly, Jody, what do we got lastly? Filtering Generally. is often found on e uh, Man, I'm going brain dead. Sorry, uh, it's filtering. And it has, uh, not every delay has this, but a lot of delays no. do. And the idea of using filters is to set the sound apart from the original sound. So if you're not using a filter, you're going to get an exact replication of the original sound. If you are using a filter um, of some sort, whether it's a high-pass or a low-pass filter or something that actually comes built in with both high-pass and low-pass filters, you can filter out a bit of the signal as it's repeating so that it's got a different character to the original tone of what you have decided to run through the yeah. delay. Yeah. And, and that's something that once I got kind of clued into that, um, I realized it was one of those things that, why have I not been doing this before? <laughs> <laughs> why do you say that? Please tell. Well, because I realized that, let's say if you have a really dense mix and you're now having or adding a lot of delays into this, it can just kind of smear your mix and have a lot of buildup in the low end or the high end. So filtering out a bunch of low end from your, your delay, uh -huh. from your delay return, can free up a lot more... Uh, room in your mix sure as well as making that delay sit a little bit better yeah. and equally as important i think is to filter off some of the highs if it's suitable for the track and generally i find that the more you filter the extremes the more you can actually have uh, the level of the delay come up in your mix because it, it can just fill up it but it doesn't take over the mix and you don't get a lot of those annoying sort of like sibilances perhaps in the high uh, frequencies of the of the delay return i actually did a, uh, a tuesday tip did you that know? a while back so, yes so if you haven't seen that go go and check that out where i kind of I, I showed that and i believe i did an example where it was one of tunes that i you and i had done together mm. um, we just showed we had massive vocals and i think it was one of the cover things that we did um, so go check that out but um, yeah, I, do you ever use your EQ on your delays? I'm, I'm, that's a rhetorical question. I know that you do, but can you, <laughs> can you expand on that a little bit perhaps? Yes, I do use filtering. Uh, mm -hmm. Most often I will filter out uh, with a high-pass filter and a low-pass filter uh, just to kind of give yeah. it a sound somewhere in the middle where it's not chewing up too much of the high-end spectrum and not too much of the low-end spectrum. And often... It's because the delay in and of itself is more for a thickening thing or meant to be mm -hmm. very subtle and not overbearing. And usually when you start running the high and low pass filters on your delayed signal, it really kind of moves it to a background relevance for me. If it's, if it's a foreground yeah. thing, I'm not doing that. But it's definitely something that uh, I do for background and subtle values of e you know of delay using eq and if a delay that yeah. i'm using doesn't have eq and i need that i will throw an eq right on behind it that's right to do yeah. that so yeah that that's yeah that's uh, those are the general types of controls that we will see 
when mm-hmm. and we can dealing with each obviously tailor a lot with that kind of stuff that with just still simple controls we can do a lot of uh, a lot of good or or a lot of damage as it were <laughs> if we if not used carefully so uh, you inflict think, damage on your sounds oh that just sounds I'm, so painful and so interesting at the same time <laughs> I, I piqued your interest huh oh yes um, well. Especially when you said dense mix. So I I was going to make a joke for a brief moment while you were doing it. And then I decided against it. You know, sometimes people will say, dude, you dance. It means you're stupid. So I was thinking, you're going to do this on a stupid mix? (laughs) Well, try to do anything to make it even less stupid on any mix, right? Right. (laughs) So, yeah. Bad joke. Um, Bad Jody, bad joke. (laughs) <laughs> hey, come come for the the info and stay for the bad jokes, oh. right? Um, yeah, but um, yeah, delay is is one of those things that um, to me that I I think not just me but but most of us kind of put that into the category of spatial effects where you know you throw reverb in there as well and it can just create space and give you a sense of hugeness. Or, or bigness or one of those adjectives that are so popular today to uh, add to your signal, right? Instead of that sort of really dry, in-your-face type of sound, um, it, it can create this, this vibe around um, the space that you're trying to create. Yes, and in speaking of bigness and space and vibe and that kind of thing, let's take a moment for a word from our sponsors. Now, let's get into the uses of these things. So tell us how you start to use it. What's the point? Well, the first, I don't know. What's the point of any of this, really? (laughs) You feeling that despondent uh, in front of Christmas? Come on. (laughs) No. um, Well, the first thing that, that, there's two things that that jump to mind, I think. Uh, Being a guitar player, obviously Mm. on guitar. You don't say. I, I oh I do say you don't I, play and, guitar uh, on keyboard or on banjo or something. Um, I know there's probably a really bad joke in there as well, but I'm going to continue <laughs> on with the podcast. Go right ahead. Uh, um, so it, it could be whether it's um, you know a simple melody line. It can it can sound really really sweet to po- have like a tempo synced echo on top of that. I find that this is actually kind of interesting. I think as a guitar nerd that I find myself playing differently if I have a little bit more delay because I it's easier to, to kind of account for dead space when you're playing. Uh, I think guitar players in general have this thing that when we play, we feel a need to play all the time. Okay. Um, because I must not be a players. true guitar player then. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. No, <laughs> no, joking. But 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 let's say that you're you're improvising. Yes. And if you have um, a little bit of delay on your signal, it's easier to let the playing breathe because you have that effect sort of like filling in the gaps for you a little bit. Sure. That, that's just me, and I, I think that's partly a psychological thing. But um, we're all about creating vibe and and a feeling and emotion when we're. Um, mixing or recording music. Um, so so that that's one uh, where I think it's always applicable. The second um, 
application would be obviously for vocals. Mm -hmm. Again, where it doesn't necessarily have to be very heavy handed. Um, but um, again, you can create these nice effects where you can just make things sound sweeter, um, adding a little bit of a rhythmic effect. Or it could be echoes on at the tail end of a phrase or something like that. Um, but but that, that's where I tend to use it first, just to make something sound a little bit nicer and give it nicer, sweeter, fuller. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. All of those <laughs> big, juicy words. Yes. Big, juicy words. Yes. Yeah. What about you? Uh, in terms of my delay Your use? Application. Yeah. Well, I find myself using delays uh, more often than not, mostly on vocals. And yeah. when I'm doing it, I'm doing it with a strict purpose of creating a foundation for the vocal to sound more solid, uh, mm -hmm. beefier, I guess is a good way of saying it, especially when a singer is thin sounding. Using delays in very, very short quantities helps to fill in their, their uh, I guess the fill in the spectrum, I guess is the best way of saying it, so that it, it just has a fuller quality to the vocal when it's needed. So you took more, more of a tonal quality maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even as, yeah. Okay. So I'm using it kind of as a tonal quality to enhance a voice. Uh, and usually that's done with very short delays, very, very short delays, so that it, you you don't hear so much the delay as you feel the effect that it's giving the voice is the best way to say it. Uh, once in a while, I will actually replace reverbs on certain instruments using delays. Uh, sure. To also enhance the spatial quality of what's going on, as you say, to kind of help it make it sound nicer, but without washing it out in reverb. Um, but it's yeah. not a constant thing. I don't do it all the time. I just do it some of the time. So, so when when you're describing the the delay, you say just said that to, to fill somebody out. Are you talking about creating almost? A doubling effect there where you have like a very, very short delay. Yeah. So you don't almost, hear it yeah. as doubling so much as you just, you just notice that the voice just sounds there, more there than right. there. <laughs> more, more, there's more there, there. There's more there, yeah. there in that. Yes. So you're talking at this point, you're probably talking, I don't know, what, 30 milliseconds? Yeah, it, it's very, that. yeah, it's very minor. Yeah. Very, very, so very small less distances. Than a yeah. Do you ever um, pitch those as well slightly or do you? It depends. So if, I, if I'm using it in a stereo fashion, then yes, I will probably pitch one side up a little bit and one side down a little bit just to kind of smear, smear it a little bit. But yeah. I don't do it a lot unless it's like really wanting to get into the realm of chorusing. But that's a whole different episode right there. Yeah. Because that, that's the old... Um, it's like the John Lennon thing, isn't it? Having that that doubled because it's odd, to, but I've heard that you know people say that he hated his voice. Oh, and you know, yeah. So imagine like you're John Lennon and you hate your voice. Just imagine, <laughs> you know, I can't say that I know. <laughs> imagine how I've not yeah. I've not figured that out. I did not know that. I've just learned something yeah. new today. How about them apples? Yeah. <laughs> how about that? Yeah. Yeah. No. Imagine how successful he would have been if he. Liked his voice, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but 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 that's an interesting use, and that that is actually just 
another use of delay, obviously creating that space and, and like you mentioned, that the doubling effect there can just make something sound beefier. And that's, um, you know, not the use that we think about most of the time when we think of delay, because uh, at least me, I think it delays as we have this long echo, but there's a lot of creative uses that we can do um, with, with, well, with delays, as it were. So, yes. Yeah. And then speaking uh, about like that kind of thing and getting into the rhythmic effect, I guess probably mm -hmm. one of the most notorious guitar players in the last uh, several decades that really was known for his use of delay would be The Edge from U2. Totally. Absolutely. So Yeah. It's almost like creating a whole new genre of music, right? Uh, with the way he, he kind of played with that in what is essentially like a, a trio. Then, of course, with, with Bono in there as well. But there's no other, there's no keyboard player, there's no second guitar player to kind of fill up that space. So, uh, yeah. What was it? Like, was it Chris Lordaldi to call him Dotted Eighth? <laughs> I don't know. That's his name, right? <laughs> but it yeah. sounds like a good good term for him. Yeah. Yeah. So having that, that rhythmic effect being a part of your sound, uh, it's something, I mean, I, I, I do that all the time when I, I do certain things in my writing and it, it's, I love that kind of stuff. I always like playing along with delays and things. It's, it's very, very cool. The only thing that you got to make sure that you do though, is that your timing is right on because <laughs> if you have that set to a certain BPM and you're not keeping up when you're sloppy, well, it's not going to be a very nice effect. It can get messy. It, it can, but uh, yeah, that's absolutely true, and that that gives us into. Um, well, you know, actually, uh, before you jump jump to that um, yeah. with the timing, uh, another mm -hmm. guitar player that I can think of whose guitar solo made heavy use of uh, delay would be. Uh, oh gosh, it's going to slip my mind right now. The Brian May. Brian oh, May sure. had yeah. was, is it Brighton Rock or whatever that it. That was, mm -hmm. that, is it Brighton Rock or is it just his guitar solo? I can't remember. But he made excellent use of doing delays where he'd play over himself in harmony as it would oh. roll in like a, a, what are they, a cycling kind of fashion, so to speak. And he would create chords based on how he was playing notes kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, he's... So this would have been for his live solo spot. Then, yes. Are you talking about, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, I think still the reigning champion in, in guitar layering, right? <laughs> with, with the way he he had um, everything going on there. Another, you know, I thought you were actually going to bring this up, but would have been uh, Eddie Van Halen in Oh, like, cathedrals. cathedrals. Yeah. Yeah. Even Satriani is a master of using delays, too. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I think also uh, really guitar nerding here, but um, what is it? Uh, Nuno Betancourt. Yes, on Flight the of the album. Bumblebee. Or actually, Flight of the Wounded Bumblebee, yeah. <laughs> is that what he called it, the Wounded Bumblebee? Okay. Yeah. Flight of the Wounded Bumblebee, yeah. Yeah, because it is a similar effect, but it's not that piece, right? So, yeah. Um, but anyway, that, that's guitar nerding. So that that's... Let's move on. You know, <laughs> that's, let's move on, shall we? Talking about... So, uh, we talked about the formula and we're figuring out the BPM. For most of us these days that are working with a DAW. It can be done um, right for us and it's nice and laziness. Yeah. Now, one interesting thing, though, that you should probably touch on that I've discovered uh, in the past 
was um, when I've done mixes where it hasn't been played to a click. Mm. So I've done sort of like a manual beat mapping type of thing in Logic. And so you end up in your arrangement with these slight timing discrepancies, right? It might just be a few beats here and there, right? But if you have a tempo synced delay, try out and listen to what that does to it. <laughs> it's kind of interesting because you get this like you get this kind of like as the delay repeats are trying to catch up in between sections so yeah, you can get some um, funky noises doing that yeah and first time i discovered that i was i was like what the hell is that noise what's that going on oh yeah it's the tempo sync delay when when the timing changes and it, it's it's not necessarily a pleasant thing. <laughs> well, you know, it's, so, it's reminiscent of, say, the early, when I had my very first digital delay pedal for my guitar rig. Mm -hmm. And you could go down and you could start twiddling knobs on the thing because it was the Boss Digital Delay. Remember those things? They still make oh, them, of hell course. Yeah. But, the DD uh, whatever. What, what are they? The DD whatever. Version 19 now or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you go twiddle the knob and you get really funky sounds. So it was a way of actually creating an extra effect using the delay and, and messing around with some of the controls on the delay. So, yeah. Yeah, the, the feedback generally. The, yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. So, um, so we can obviously – in a lot of times I think it's actually advised to have things synced to the tempo because it, it can give a very nice rhythmic effect, whether that's, you know, quarter notes, eighth notes, you know, dotted versions of whatever, um, just to see what, what sounds best. But but um, there are cases where I think having them slightly offset is a good idea. I do. Uh, uh, well, that, one of my favorite things yeah, to do. <laughs> yeah. So... Is, so what what are some cases where you might do that, and why do you do that? Guitar solos. Yeah? If you ever have guitar solos or an instrument solo or something, or if you just want something to give it a, a – in a way, I guess it's a widening type of effect is a good way of saying it, where you set it to whatever your tempo is, and then you take one of them and either – decrease the amount of time on it ever so little with a few milliseconds or increase the time on it by a few milliseconds. And that gives the appearance of the sound operating in a slightly wider sense because you're hearing it just ever so slightly different on yourself. And if you've got that panned hard right and left, boom, it widens the sound right out. Yeah. Yeah. In the case of stereo, uh, it, stereo delays, it, it's, uh, it's a real nice effect to, to make it, just like you said, wider, much like you would. Let's, it's going to sound like an odd example, but if you have a synth and you're stacking oscillators on top of each other, slightly detuning them will give you a bigger sound. And that, that's kind of like the same effect here, just done with delays where, you know, you have them slightly offset and they're not repeating exactly at the same time. Right. It's a very, very nice effect. Yeah. And... Uh, I think even if you have, let's say that you're just running, um, it's not necessarily a stereo delay, but if you have, again, on, let's say, a guitar solo or keyboard solo or whatever instrument solo, um, to slightly detune that from, or not detune, but, but offset it from the tempo of the song can actually give it a little bit of a different space 
and it can come forward a little bit more as opposed to it being just in sync with with the whole arrangement. It also gives it a different where, feel to the groove, which is the more yeah. important thing to me. But that's just yeah, me. right. But it, we're talking about, or I'm talking about anyway, slight changes here, right? Yes. So I'm not talking about going from 400 to 550. You no, know, yeah, we're talking like, just okay, a few well, milliseconds here and there. Yeah, and it can just make it sit a little bit bit better there. So those are all great techniques to, to use. But uh, then, of course, the ever-present question is, well, how much or how little are you going to use? And uh, like everything else, it's easy to overdo. But but I know what you would say probably is it's it's content-dependent. There we go. How far <laughs> in are we? You, you'd say wow, it too. It I'm not the only minutes. one. <laughs> no, I would definitely say it. it it's, but it depends on what we want to do, right? And just like with reverbs, I think it can be tempting to overdo, overdo it. them. Cook yeah. that thing too long. Make it too loud. Yeah. It, and it's just taking over because it's like, again, like reverbs, it's, it can sound very exciting. It's like, oh my God, this sounds really, really cool. Can you hear all the delays going on forever? And we <laughs> talked about that 11 second reverb that one time, right? Oh yes. Um, but, but then you got to fit it into a mix. And so sometimes a little bit goes a long way, I think, unless, unless you're, you're doing like the edge thing where you're playing along with the delay, right? And it becomes part of the, it's the part that that's written for it. Then you need to obviously balance that out. But the same thing there, you don't, you want that to sit just right for what it is that you're trying to do. But of course. Yeah. So what are your methods for when you making those sit? Do you have any kind of tips and tricks that you, tend to do to make sure that you're kind of in the ballpark? Or, yeah, it's or called filtering. <laughs> filtering and time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so. But, but more, but all, all joking aside here, um, do you tend to reach for, when you're trying to make something sit, like a delay return, would your first go-to remedy sort of be um, to filter it or as a level? of the return? Uh, well, the bigger thing most of the time to get it to fit <coughs> yeah. is, is the delay becoming a part of the sound or is it just being something used as a texturizer to the part in the mix? And that yeah. sounds like I'm saying the same thing, but I'm really not. And what I mean by that is, is that sometimes I'm using a delay to literally have the signal and have the signal again and have it maybe right. just slightly lower in volume. However, if it's a texture that's being used, more often than not, I'm not using it with the same volume and I'm definitely not, and I'm definitely filtering the signal. So I'm bringing mm -hmm. the volume down dramatically and I'm filtering the signal from the high and the low filters so that it becomes this texture piece in there and not something that it's like, oh, hey, check out this delay that I threw on this thing because it's there. So I use yeah. delays more often than not to be a texture, not something that's supposed to be easily noticed is the best way I would say it for me. But there are times, though, when that delay is there and it's there on purpose. Um, uh, if, yeah. if I kind of go back to uh, my first big time live rig, 
um, when I had this Insonic multi-effects unit and I had the ability to put effects on a left side and effects on a right side. Was that the deep? The DP1 or the DP4 that I can't remember. Yeah, it's like the DP4 or something. Uh, Yeah. I had one. I still have it, actually. It's sitting in storage. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Use it all the time. (laughs) Use it all the time. I did back then. I don't know. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I still have it. It's sitting in a rack in storage. Um, But I had this, you know, I had my live rig that was split up into left and right channels. And I even had my... Mm -hmm my power amp that ran the cabinets for left and right split so that I could actually turn the left or the right side on or off in the middle of yep. whatever I was doing. Cause I was notoriously geeky and kooky like that. Cause I wanted to do certain things that sounded like delay, but I was actually playing them. So, um, but I, I would sometimes set up a delay on a left side and then maybe some kind of weird chorus or flange on the right. Um, which is an yeah. entirely different effect, but uh, just to give weird depth to something that I was doing. Do I do that all the time now? No, but um, I have that background. I could certainly pull it out of my my bag of tricks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, that's uh, true. I, I've been I've been nerding out here the last um, well the last month or so. I because I I have a, a, a really soft spot in my heart for all the the session players that. that most of my guitar heroes are, are essentially like the session players of the 80s and 90s, the type of thing that, the, you know, the Mike Landau's and the Lukather's and the Dan Hops and stuff. So I, I've right. been nerding out, creating some of these patches that, that, you know, were used everywhere at that point. And it just makes me smile. But I don't write that kind of music, so I don't <laughs> that there is no place for those in my music. But, but I know that having that kind of, and, and turning the clock back, you know, 25 years, like, oh, my God, this is cool. You know? Well, but it also, uh, as you study that kind of stuff, it gives you more things for your tool bag for when you're mixing and recording other artists as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think that that's, that's a very good point, Jody, because I think it's it's easy to sort of dismiss stuff because it might have been a gimmick in whatever decade. But there's something that we can always – pull out from that, right? And we're, we're seeing that, you know, in the 90s, everybody talked about how plasticky and fake sort of like the 80s were, right? But now there seems to be a certain nostalgia for those kind of, of, of sounds again. Well, of so course, at least in the so- last 10 years, we had Katy Perry, who was bringing back the late 80s and early 90s with a vengeance. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and you could even argue that, a lot of the uh, so now well, that have been like early two thousands were like with all the explosion of all the boy bounce and stuff. It was oh, all, they've always been around. A lot. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying with, with the uh, yeah, it started with the monkeys basically, right? But but um, the with the songwriting was basically pure eighties kind of hit making. But anyway, we're getting off track here. Yes. So get back um, on the rails, dude. <laughs> I shall. I shall. So, so essentially um, what I would say in, in regards to your question is, is I'm not afraid to EQ the bejesus out of a delay signal and I'm not afraid to mess with the volume. Now, there are certain yeah. types of d- digital delays that allow you to do that on a per delay basis, which they also yeah. call a multi-tap delay. Um, right. But we're not going to do too much of a deep dive into that kind of stuff. We'll save that for future episodes. And for right yeah. now, uh, 
being that we want to maybe talk about some kind of crazy plugin in the future, what would you name as your favorite delay plugin? Um, I'm going to, instead of picking one, I'm going to pick three Uh or four. So yeah, this this is hard. (laughs) It is a lot. Um, but, um, the one that I, I still use a lot, two of them actually is the, um, just the stereo delay and the tape delay in Logic. I think both of those are absolutely fantastic. Well, there uh, you go. They sound, yeah, those are really, really good. Now, there are two others that I want to mention because just as with the, I, I never imagined replacing Space Designer, the, the IR in Reverb in Logic, right? Uh, but I did with, with uh, a Slate thing. Mm. and. Same thing for my delays, actually. I'm using a plugin called Repeater a whole lot. Mm. Um, and that has that emulates all of these old classic boxes, some of them that we have touched on today. Yep. We talked yep. about the introduction, has the, 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 the tail ray and all this kind of stuff, just to give different types of, um, well, types of delay. So I use that one a lot, Repeater. And the last one that I use a little bit more for as an effect, a really kind of smeary kind of thing is a plugin from Native Instruments called Replica. Mm. And that's another one that I use. I, I, I like that one a lot, but I use it more as a diffuser. It, it is a delay plugin, but, but you can use it as diffuser. So it gives me that sort of super score guitar type of patty kind of vibe uh, when I go for more extreme effects. I, I like that one a lot. But um, right. the Logic ones are great, but otherwise it's Repeater that gets the nod for me. Uh, cool. What about you? Favorite delay, uh, delay plugins? Uh, stock things that come in a DAW, most of them are actually, mm-hmm. most of them work really damn well. I'm going to go with you on the Logic yeah. ones saying that the, the the stereo delay, the tape delay, even the the what it's called, I think it's just called the digital delay, which is the multi-tap version that gets very, very in-depth in Logic. Yeah, is, is a really yeah I think it's delay. actually called the multi, I think it's called the multi-tap, but it doesn't matter. But yeah, the, the Logic ones are really, really good. Yeah. yeah, so when I'm working in Logic, more often than not, I'm using one of those three. And mm-hmm. on occasion, if I need something a bit more funky, I'll go with an emulation of an old Galaxy Echo, Mm-hmm. you know, done by UA. And the yeah. if I'm working in Luna, I don't have the options of the logic delays. So I will either right. be using the uh, precision mod delay or one of the even tide delays. And, uh, and as well, you know, or the UA delays beyond the, the precision mod would also be like the galaxy tape echo type thing. So it, it's yeah. one of those outside, but as, as far as like the one that I reach to more often than not, when I'm in logic, it's going to be the stereo delay because it gives yeah. me the, a nice, easy interface to work with the filters and the volume levels really quick. And yeah. in terms of Luna, the go-to in that when I'm doing that is definitely the precision mod delay because it's very similar to the stereo delay in Logic, but its interface is a little more complicated. But then again, it's emulating an old hardware unit. So, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it works. Yeah, right. So, yeah. but there's, yeah. this one, yeah, the, uh, one that we didn't touch on, either one of us picked here, but it's the, uh, what is it called? The delay designer. 
That's what that's the, what I meant. It, it, the the multi tap oh, thing, the delayed designer. Yes, that's the logic yeah. one that I meant. So now you've just remembered my popped it in my brain. Delay designer. Yes, because you can very well tailor each individual tap delay, and it's pretty insane what you can do with that one if you need to get really yeah. crazy. E each echo you can you can pound level it differently you could filter each one differently it's uh yeah it's one of those it's like oh it's it's almost too much <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very you know, very yeah. deep very very complex ability that you could put in there yes new word complex abilities mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good word complex ability I like it. And we've reached that point in the episode to say it's Friday finds so Chris what did you find this week? This week, I sort of rediscovered something, and this is not a piece of gear uh -oh. or anything like that, but but I was uh, listening to Pink, mm. um, and I had my cans on, and I've got my eyes closed, and her song, Raise Your Glasses. Yes. And the thing that struck me with that is if you really pay attention to all her vocal harmonies mm -hmm. that she's doing in that song, it's absolutely amazing to me i i mean i i, I love pink i think her voice oh, she's is fantastic fucking amazing yeah. yeah but but it was one of those songs that just like oh my god you know that just imagined being privileged enough to, to work with somebody like that, that that would just has that kind of vocal range and that talent so um to work with somebody that knows what they're doing <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly well i i you know i i, I get to do that every once in a while so um but not not with pink, you know. Oh, but yes. the, it was one of those things. So just like this is this is just amazing. So if you're not necessarily a huge pop fan or not, don't care. Go listen to that track and just listen to the vocal sound and the arrangement. That is absolutely fantastic. So that's that's my that's my find this week or rediscovery more often than yeah. What about you, Jody? What do you got? What do you my got discovery is a new go to effect mm -hmm. it is the triceracorus is the yes. name of this thing and it is put out by eventide eventide mm -hmm. sorry i was kind of in the middle yep. of a brain fart and a burp at the same time um <laughs> and i spent a, a, a bit of time playing around with this effect over the weekend and it is insane how good it is. I know I started texting you almost immediately going, yeah. you've got to hear this. I mean, it's so clean. It is so cool. It is so good. It and is. every single sound I was coming up with was so usable. It was, it was disgusting. Yeah. No, I <laughs> it's agree. the best way I, for I, me I, to put it. Cause it's just like that effect is so good. And while generally speaking in logic, I would, use just the logic chorus in in uh luna i would generally just use uh one of ua's chorus effects uh, like the studio d which i'll still use because it's still a great effect uh which is based yeah. off of the roland dimension d but mm -hmm. the tricera chorus is going to now become the very first chorus i'm probably reaching for ever for the foreseeable future it is so ridiculously good it's just yeah. like oh man it yeah and, like you I, and it's making me laugh because it's like so good yeah yeah it's one of those things that just makes you smile and just like you said because i'm fortunate enough to have it as well but the presets 
you just okay just start with default oh wow that sounds great okay what, what's next oh that sounds great too yes what about the next oh it's like oh my god all of them are just like genuinely usable things right and uh it, it's not just like oh hey let's show up with what this plugin can do it, it's actually usable stuff so, yes no and yeah, it's very that, very that's clean a, that's a great it doesn't mm -hmm. impart like i guess there was a point in time where people would say it doesn't impart its own thing, I guess would be the way to say it. It's very clean. It's just the effect and nothing more would be a good way of saying it. But mm -hmm. that in and of itself is its own sound, generally speaking. Uh, you could say a lot like the TC electronic stuff is kind of like that in terms of their pedal effects and everything is like they have really nice, clean, super cool effects. This Tricera Chorus by Eventide is just ridiculous i even because it started sounding so good i'm like i started reading the manual because <laughs> i wanted to know oh, every no. little detail <laughs> about the damn thing because it was just like how do i how do i work with this it, it, it's just the quality of what's coming out of that chorus is yeah just crazy to me so that's my friday find for this week is is the yeah. tricera chorus it's just awesome it's just i feel maybe ridiculous. a standalone episode might be in the future for that oh yeah yeah yeah. i think there needs to be a yeah. deep dive into that thing because it's just oh man <laughs> yeah that's good that is that is a new that's like i said it's going to be my go-to chorus for the time being for foreseeable future it's just awesome there you go so uh now that i've gone off the deep fanboy end on that i'm going to say that while we have your attention we would like to ask you to please go to the website and give us a review at inside the recording studio.com forward slash review or you could just go to inside the recording studio.com and you can sign up for our email list or our mailing list and you'll get weekly reminders about the episodes that just happened in the past week uh, about the Tuesday tips and we'll make sure that you don't miss any future episodes because why would you want to do that? Anyway uh, in addition to that if you send us an email to the email address goldstar at insidetherecordingstudio.com with the word delay in it you might get something fancy back in your inbox of your email. So uh, if you also have a topic of suggestion for us to pontificate upon. Ooh, good word. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and espouse upon for your listening pleasure. Let us know and we will put it into our lovely suggestion box and Figure out if we want to talk about it. Now, most likely we will because we 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 like doing that kind of thing. So, sure. in that, we are wrapping this up now. I think we don't need to go with another delay into another delay into another delay into. Another I don't delay. think so. So, <laughs> so I'll just say uh, Merry Christmas, Jody, and Enjoy Merry Christmas, the rest Chris. of the weekend. Will Thank do. Thank you very much, and everybody out there and inside the recording studio land, have a great holiday or holidays, as the case may be for some. We'll see you next week.